Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Welcome to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast, where transformation specialist Holly Rovinger and her expert guests, along with everyday people, have conversations on how to survive and thrive in this new world that's continually redefining itself. Whether you decide to listen for the motivation, the education, entertainment, engagement, or inspiration, you'll want to tune in weekly. Here now with all the new rules for your life and your business is your host, Holly Rovinger. Welcome back to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. This is Holly, and I am thrilled to have you here for this week's episode. And as you can tell from the introduction, the purpose of this podcast is to provide information to help you not only survive, but thrive in our rapidly changing world. You know, and I read this introduction every week, but I've got to tell you folks, the world is changing so fast and furious that every little bit that we can do here through the podcast to help you, you know, I feel I will will do my best, you know, to bless you and help you move on because it's just getting harder and harder to really thrive in this new world. But that is the hopes of this podcast. And I joke and, you know, I laugh a lot that we're morphing into this Jetson era. And I was speaking to a gentleman Saturday night and he said, well, what do you mean about the Jetsons? You know, what do you mean the Jetson era? But if you think back, you know, and hopefully I'm not dating myself too much, but when I was a kid, if you think back to the cartoon, the Jetsons, you know, they pressed a button and all of a sudden their clothes were on. They pressed a button. They were talking to somebody on the other side of the country. Well, guess what? That's what FaceTime is on our phones. That's what Skype is when you're on the internet talking to somebody on the other side of the country or the other side of the world. So anyway, we are slowly morphing into this Jetson era. And I do think there'll be a time where we'll press a button and our closet will open and we'll press something and there will be what we want. But this is all good. And all this new technology definitely is positive. But there's also a flip side. I feel we have drifted and we have lost a lot of the basics and the general etiquette of life. So I think we need to rewind and just get back to a few of the little rules and basics that we used to live with. And I think that will help take away the frustration, the overwhelm, the feelings of I just can't keep up with it all that a lot of people are feeling. And part of my mission is to help you step into your best life, which means engaging and being present whether it be in your personal or financial life, your professional life, or all depending on your situation, because only then can you become empowered and elevate the way you are living. With that in mind, I choose my guest to interview that will give you tips, tricks, strategies, advice, etc. to help you. They are gracious enough to share their stories so you can not only learn from them, but become inspired and motivated to be and do your guest. So with that said, I have a very, very special guest on with me today. And the topic that we're going to talk about is finances. And my special guest is Justin Crane. Hey, Justin. What's up? <laughs> Justin has... Let's do this. Yeah, Come I know. On, let's, let's, let's do this stuff. <laughs> Justin has the most amazing energy. And we met online. Again, here's a situation... I think I had posted in a, a Facebook group that I was looking for interesting people to talk with that could help my audience on the podcast. 
And Justin was one of the people that responded. And as soon as I got him on the phone and started talking, I thought, oh my God, he's amazing. And I have to bring him <laughs> into this podcast and really help and talk to you all because, well, you'll hear, I, I don't think I have to say another word. Justin will, uh, will tell you oh, all. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. You'll do it, Justin. But before we, we let you go ahead and take control, I'm just going to read a little bit about your, um, your bio so that everybody knows your background and, you know, what you've been through in your life. So Justin Crane is a certified financial planner professional. He's the founder of Crane Financial Solutions. He's known for his savvy, holistic approach to financial planning. He advises his clients on how to unite their money with their lives and businesses. And it's interesting, Justin, that you say this in your uh, bio because I had interviewed somebody who talks about this economy being the performance economy where your life and your business do merge together as one. So I think this holistic approach is fabulous, fabulous. So he uses a unique system developed from his studies of financial psychology, and he partners with entrepreneurs I partner with entrepreneurs to help them model different scenarios on how they can grow their businesses, um, what what kind of numbers they have to do to fund the goal that they want. And we look through models and then we study ugh, everything from marketing to, to pricing to goals, all centered around what you want. And it's always about like what's possible. And we'll talk more about that um, on your show. But um, I'm all about, you know, um, being a prosperity thinker and really partnering with people to help them be the best financial version of themselves. Love it. Love it. And a little bit more about uh, Justin's background. He does uh, hold a Bachelor of Arts degree in finance from University of Colorado in Boulder. And I, I do totally envy you that, Justin, because Boulder, Colorado is one of the most gorgeous places in the country. I, I think it's heaven on earth. I know, isn't it? Oh, my God. They say they get sunshine 360 days out of the year. Is that true? Something. I think it's like 400. <laughs> okay. I love that. That's fabulous. Okay. So prior to founding Crane Financial Solutions, Justin was a vice president of investments and a sales manager at UBS Financial Services for 12 years in Beverly Hills, California, which is no small feat in California. He received his certified investment management analyst designation from the Investment Management Consultings Association and in conjunction with the Wharton School of Business, whoa, at the University of Pennsylvania. That's an unbelievable school, probably one of the top-notch business schools in the country. He's also a member of the Financial Planning Association and largest organization of professionals, which is the largest organization of professionals dedicated to championing, championing the financial planning process. Justin has two children and lives with his family in Calabasas, California. He's also, very interesting, an accomplished athlete and was a former junior-ranked tennis player in Los Angeles. He loves to cook, travel. Oh, my God, you like to speak Italian. We, we definitely have to talk, yes. Justin. I like love Italian. Yes. And spend time with his family. He's also an active member in the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, and I have a lot of friends who are active members in that as well. So, Justin, oh, you, you just are amazing, and I just absolutely love, love, love your background. So Thank you. let's just jump right in, and why don't you tell the audience what your new rule is? Today's new rule. 
Well, uh, my new rule is it's very, very simple. Instead of like, you know, return on investment, which is ROI, I'm all about ROL, which is return on life. See, if you can use your money, right, to really um, be purposeful about what you want in your life and use it in conjunction with what your true life goals are and be congruent with taking action and financial action on what it is that you want to get, you're going to have that return on life. And the reason why you're going to have it is that you're going to do things that are going to set you up to achieve whatever it is that you want in much short, like in a year or two. Because like, okay, so can, can I just throw this out, Holly? Absolutely. Go I'm ahead. a financial planner, right? And everyone listening is like, oh, here comes the financial advisor on the phone and blah, he's going to bore us to pieces. I'm not. And I want to come right out right now and bust like the biggest myth ever, which is that you have to save, save, save so that you can live the life that you want to when you're like 92. And I think that's a bunch of BS. I think we can get a return on life if we develop a balanced savings and spending plan and if we use our money more intentionally for what it is that we want. And that is huge because if you can really be intentional in your life with your money and in your business with your money, you can get a kick-ass are we on cable or are we on network TV? Which one are we on? I think that it's was a joke. Uh, oh, because okay, we're we're definitely on. You can say whatever you want. All right, That's okay. Not... I mean, I just was watching the Academies last night, so um, no. But like, you will kick some serious ass if you can come up with a plan um, for your life, and if you could get that return on life, you're going to be like stoked, super happy. Well, and, and I totally would agree with you on all this because, uh, you know, and it, just to get back, to, you know, to things we're reading and, and seeing on TV, I was looking at this article based on people who have become millionaires. And one of the things that they talked about in the article, I think it was Yahoo Finance, was about a lot of millionaires are very, let's say frugal, and that's a nice word. Um, you know, I, I could say it a lot more negatively, but they're very frugal and, you know, they live in the same house that they lived in, you know, from their twenties until their nineties, they scrimp and save. And I think what you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong is you don't have to live like that and you can still make and become a millionaire. Yeah, I think, well, let me ask you this, Holly, why do you think Weight Watchers is so successful? Well, I think Weight Watchers is successful because of the support. I believe, you know, because I'm a dietitian by trade. I think you, I'm not sure if you know that, but. This is perfect then. So yeah. Yeah. I think that it's the support. I think it's the fact that, um, you know, they have other people that they can relate to. It's easy. They give them a simple plan. They really don't have to think. And, you know, it's funny when I counsel people, I, I guess it's harder and it's definitely a harder route, but what I teach really helps them get the weight off and keep it off. But it really means delving into their, their problems, you know, why they do what yeah. they do, the behavioral part and Weight Watchers, I don't believe does that. I do believe yeah. as a dietitian and I don't get paid by Weight Watchers. I do believe it's the best program out there as a general program. Yeah. I think you hit part of it, which is the accountability and the support. But I also think that, what they're, this is, this is how it relates to money is that they're giving people the choice and they're saying, all right, if you want to eat, you know, five chocolate chip cookies in the morning, 
then you have to eat healthy the rest of the day or whether it's one or two or whatever it is and you have to eat vegetables the rest of the day. So what they're basically saying is we're going to give you a certain amount of points and the, the non-healthy foods are higher points and the healthier foods are lower points and also with portions and quantities and all that. But the reason why I think they're really successful, not only from the accountability and the support, but is that they give people a choice all around a little bit of structure. So they allow people to eat some foods that aren't necessarily healthy, but they know that there's a consequence and a trade-off of what they'll have to do for, you know, to, for the rest of the day or the rest of the week to keep their diet on track. Right. And, this, right. And, and, and then the same thing with money is, well, why can't we just develop a savings and spending plan? Because I hate that word budget. It's so restrictive. Like it's, ugh. Ugh, like, I, ca- I call um, it a financial freedom plan. That's what I yeah, call it. I don't like, like the word budget I, either. Yeah. yeah. When I hear that word, I'm ga- like, oh my God. Oy. Uh, I start to get like cold sweats when I hear that word. Is anyone sweating right now? I hope you're not. All right, good. So <laughs> the, the, the bottom line is you have to have a balance between savings and spending money. And if you can do that and come up with a plan, on, okay, this is how much I'm going to spend. You know, I'm going to get my nails done and I'm going to get a massage and I'm going to go to dinner with the girls, right? Or Vegas, whatever it is that you're going to do. And then I'm going to save this money over here. Then you're developing some sort of balance. And that is what a return on life is. Now, can I just expand for a second or do you want to like interrupt me? And I'm, well, I just want to interrupt. Uh, yeah. Hold your thoughts. I want to interrupt okay. on that. You know, it's so funny because, you know, it's, it's been a, a lot of growth for me over the last three years. And I think naturally, I've done what you said because I don't give up my manicures and pedicures. I don't give up my my specialty creams and moisturizers and all that for my face, but yet I will cut back on something else. So I think that's why I've been able to maintain my, my happy mindset, Justin, is yes. because I didn't you know, say, oh, no, you can't do any of that because your whole life situation has changed. I just wouldn't do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think you hit it right on. I mean, that's that's totally the thing. And I think where 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 the mind goes is, oh, man, okay, so you want me to spend, but I really don't have that much money to spend. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, whether I'm running a business or whether I'm an employee, then if that's you, because I know that a lot of you that that could be you, you have to make a decision um, to do two things. One is to be more intentional, like where you're spending your money, what really serves you. And the other thing is to simply go out and make more money. I know it's very simple, but why don't we just make more money? Well, it's really interesting that you bring that up because every few podcasts, I bring on somebody that teaches how they are creating another income stream. Um, you know, the title of the podcast is New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. And I do believe that every, you've got to have multiple, multiple income streams. You, in this economy, in this world, you cannot rely on one. So I agree with you. Instead of skimping, I'm always looking for another income stream. Yeah, absolutely. It could be diversifying your revenue by having another income stream. It could be doing more with your existing income stream, but this gets into this whole notion about being a prosperity thinker and prosperity thinking is all about creating and manifesting the kind of financial life that you really want to. And, and not just like sitting and hoping that things are going to happen, but you have to take action 
And I think that's where people got like a little led astray with the secret. Oh, I was just going to say that. You hit it right on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, you hit it. You hit it on the head. It's like they got led astray because, yes, I want it. I want it. It's going to happen. But they forgot to take action. Yeah. You have to do. You can't just sit and wait. You have to do. And then if you don't, you know, you'll have the definition of insanity. And then there's only one person to, to, I mean, can I just be real? Is that okay, Holly? I, I want you to be real. All right. Well, it's, you have to take personal responsibility. You have to take personal responsibility. I did. And because of that, my income is going up. But I did, you know, I just was stuck for a long time because I didn't take personal responsibility. Well, Justin, if you were going to give somebody the first step, okay, let's say this is new for them. You know, they're not, not, let's be honest, you know, not everybody thinks entrepreneurial and it's very hard for them. What is one thing they can do to start this prosperity thinking? Well, that would be, are you talking about a mindset thing or actually an action plan thing? Well, either one, whichever you feel comfortable jumping in. Okay. Okay. So I just hinted that you just, the mindset is basically you have to make the decision. And that means you have to surround yourself with growth friends, whether it's coaches, mastermind people, friend, whatever. These people need to believe in you and they can't, um, they can't like suck your energy and they can't be like Debbie Downers, right? You need positive people that can support your growth. That's one thing. That's the mindset. You just have to make the decision to do it. The, the action plan is, is I, I'm of the belief that you have to play to your strengths and you have to understand how you're wired. So a specific directive that I would have people do is go to Colby.com, which is K-O-L-B-E.com and take the Colby Index A test. It's not strengths, weaknesses. It'll just measure four things for you. And I'm not even going to tell you what it measures because then your answers will be, um, will be different than just taking it blindly. It's a $50 test. That 50 bucks will be some of the best money that you spend. I use it with employees. I use it with clients. Of course, I've used it on myself. I've used it with, you know, anyone you can think of. And it'll tell you, how do you think? What are you willing to do? What are you willing not to do? Where do you hit a, um, a bump in the road? Where do you need support and all that? It's a great tool. I've heard that recently over and over again. I've heard two different coaches talk about the fact that they use that in their practice and the fact that it definitely tells you things that, yeah, you should go ahead and run with and that's your strength. And, you know, for example, I was just at a a conference and this one woman apparently uh, on a research scale did not do very well. And the coaches were, were telling her, you are not to go near any sort of encyclopedia online, offline, or in between, you need to have an assistant do that for you. That is not something will be best spent, you know, for you. You're, you know, your time is better used elsewhere. So yeah. I think that's great advice that you said that people, you know, take that. Now, if somebody, you know, I, I know you're talking about getting a return on life. If somebody just has a job, let's say, okay. What are you going to say to them? Um, like, what should they do? I mean, well, okay. What I what I have seen people do is, um, it, it depends. Okay, so if you're in the type of job where it's easy for you to 
leave a company, like let's just pretend that you work at um, Disney and you're a producer at Disney or a production executive or something like that, right? And you're just, or whatever it is, you, you work at Disney and you're a producer and your title is vice president. And the only, the only way in that industry for you to make more money is you have to leave Disney and you have to go work for Time Warner. So you leave Disney and you go over to Time Warner and you're now hired as a senior vice president. That's a simple way by making a company change, right? You're not making a career change, but you're going from one company to a next. You're getting a title bump and an income bump based on doing that. So sometimes when you make a lateral move, when you think you're making a lateral move, you'll actually get a better title and more money. So that's one thing. If you can leave and switch jobs and you're happy holding everything else equal, like 401k and golden handcuffs and all, you know, what you're leaving on the table, but that's one thing. Um, can I keep going? Sure. Um, um, Holly, is that okay? Sure. Okay. The second thing is, is that you need to go to your boss and say, what other um, additional responsibilities can I take on? And um, I would actually sit down with your boss. And uh, before you do this, I would Google this term. It's called management by objectives. It basically is a method in a way where you can say, hey, I want you to measure me on you know, these four or five things. Or what do you think you should measure me on? And what of these things can I do if I was to do more or do better? Would you be willing to pay me more for? So it shows your boss that you're taking initiative that you want to have more skin in the game and maybe your compensation is going to be tied to some for some type of performance. So you have to take ownership, right? You have to take ownership in what it is that you want and you have to do something. So you can make a lateral career, career move, which can, can get you a better title, more income. You can go to your boss and say, what else can I do to take on more responsibility to make more money? Okay, interesting. And, you know, I encourage people, and I don't know if you'd be in agreement with this or not, but one of the things I, I have, especially with young people, I've encouraged them to set up an income stream outside their job because, you know, especially with somebody just, you know, starting out in business, you know, the jobs come and go, and there could be a year where they're out of work. So while they may not have a total entrepreneurial mindset, I do encourage them to start thinking a little bit entrepreneurial because I don't believe that any job is secure today. Yeah, no, I agree. I was under the assumption, Holly, that you're saying, well, if they have a job, what can they oh, do I to was. make more money in their job? No, but I yes, was. I'm so with you. Yeah. Like people, if you have the inkling at all to start something on your own, do it. Yeah, totally. no, no. I was definitely asking you what you did answer correctly. Thank you. But I also just want you to want to point out that you're right, that if they can do something on the side, um, I love what you put here. You want to read why, why you said the return on life. It's so important to merge your money with your life. What are the benefits to people, both personally and professionally? Do you know what you put financial peace of mind, happiness? Yes. You know, Absolutely. you're con Absolutely. congruent with your values and it's easier to make financial decisions. And, you know, um, it's interesting. I, I interviewed my daughter. Um, <laughs> not something that she was totally uh, comfortable with, but, you know, she did a beautiful job on the podcast. She does not think entrepreneurial and you would be very proud of her because she finally understood that she needs to do something outside of her job 
And you know what, Justin? It just clicked for me that I just had this epiphany. She finally is getting a return on her life by doing that. And that's great. You know, before she wasn't merging the two together, it was just good. You know, and she said 99% of the people she knows, they go to work, they come home, they go to the gym or go out with a friend and they start all over again the next day. Yeah. I. Right. So if, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's really what the majority of the world does. You know, you and I are in this um, entrepreneurial pool of people, but it, it's time for, uh, for others to really just start trying to change their mindset so that they can do what you said, time to merge your money with your life. It's not just about being on a hamster wheel and, you know, working all the time and then saying, oh, my God, what if I lose my job? It, it can't be like that. So how do you feel people can accomplish the above? I know you mentioned to me there were three questions that you like to ask yes. people. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a great way to back into um, what someone's really true life goals are. And they're pretty serious questions. And I'm really like, um, I just want everyone listening to really think about them. Now, you might not have an answer right off the bat. But give yourself a little time, like go get a cup of coffee and think about that and then write it down and share it with your friend, spouse, significant other, whatever. Okay, so the first one is if you had all of the money in the world, like all the money, what would you do? Like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you know, crazy money. What would you do? Think about that for a minute. And as you're thinking, obviously, you'll do the pay off the debts and buy a house and buy a car and travel. Okay. So you've now done all of that. Like every, those are the answers that I always get and they're great. Right. Or maybe give some money to your kids. But now that you've done all of that, what would you be doing? Where would you be? Who would you be doing it with? And as you start to think about that, some of that stuff that you, you're thinking of is actually possible right now. And if you can figure out a way to get some of that, just a taste of that, you're going to have a higher return on life. So that's question one. If you had all the money in the world, what would you do? Who would you be doing it with? Where would you be? All that kind of stuff. Question two, Holly, can I go on? Absolutely. Question two is if you go to the doctor and she says you have five to 10 years to live and you don't know when you're going to die, what would you do then? What would you do? Now, you don't have all the money in the world, but you just, you, you are where you are. Like, how would you live your life? What would change? And this gets into really like, what's really important? What is it that you really want? Think about that. It's kind of scary, but it can, it, it can really help you back into, okay, well, what's on your bucket list? What are things that you really want to do? And then as you use your time, your energy and your financial resources, your money, you're going to be happier. And that's just getting back to the return on life. And then the third one is, is if you go to the doctor and she says, you have one day to live. Think about that for a minute. Not what would you do for that last day, but think about like, what did you really not get to do? And who did you not get to be? And if you had the time, what would, what, you know, how would you feel about that? Because I think if you are really clear and aware of that, 
Let's be intentional right now and set you up to try and get that. Now, obviously, it takes some work. You have to be committed. You have to kind of stir the pot and do some different things. But why do we have to settle? I've settled twice, and it stunk. The pain that I had from, from doing the same thing, 12 years at one company, was not good. In a marriage that wasn't serving me, was not good. Wow. So you know what, Justin, I think what you're telling people is um, one of my mottos is you've got to get uncomfortable to really, really grow. <laughs> you know, you've yeah. got to you got to stretch that comfort zone all the time. Really, you know, not be afraid to shake to shake up your world a little bit. And mm -hmm. I think what you said that last question, who did you not get to be? I, I think one of the women I interviewed said there was the saddest thing is that there's graveyards of people who never got to tell their story. And that is really sad. Yeah. You know, it, it's exactly what you're talking about. Who did you not get to be and, and what did you not get to do? And they were so busy focused on maybe the wrong things, you know, maybe you know, not getting the return on their life, but skimping and saving and, do, and doing all the things you're saying not to do that they never got to really be and live and, and share their story and what they could with the world, which, you know, you think about it, you look back, what are people going to remember about you? You know, it's kind yeah. of, you know, you want to think about that. So mm -hmm. before we get into your quote, I just want to ask you a question um, just to, we're going to just jump off topic a little bit because... I'm working with a lot of um, newly divorced and newly widowed women. And I know you said it was painful and it was hard for you. That was one of, you know, the growth experiences you had. But if you could just offer one piece of advice with this, you know, return on life for people that are newly divorced or newly widowed, what would you say? Well, let me just start off by saying that, um, that uh, I can relate to, you know, the, the newly divorced people I can relate to, the widowed I can't, but I'm told that, you know, divorce is a death and, um, and obviously dealing with a loved one passing away is, is very, very hard. Um, but I, I think that um, I just want you to know if this is you, that I'm with you. And, and, and I know that it's hard. And you just have to get through every hour or every day as, as best as you can. So that's number one. Like, I really understand where you are. The second thing is, is you really need support. You need massive support. Support from, you know, family, support from friends. For me, it was therapy. Um, and then what you need to do is, as you're working through this, is the old oxygen mask for you, for, you know, before you do your kids is this is a time for you to really, and I'll speak, I, I'm, I'll speak more about the, the, just the divorce and the transition of a life or a job rather than um, a death. Cause I, I don't have that, you know, I, I can't relate to that one as much, but you really have to take care of yourself. And if that means that you need to get a massage once a week, then you have to do that. If that means that you have to take a day off, you know, or an hour off or something like that, you have to take care of yourself. And so many times people don't take care of themselves and they, it just kills them. And 
whatever that is you need to. And then the second thing is, you know, being that I'm a financial planner is you have to give yourself permission really that it's okay wherever you are financially. It really is. You don't want to work with someone that's going to judge you based on how much money you have or the decisions that you've made. You have to surround yourself with people that will unconditionally support you and, um, and, and really understand that it's, it's, that this is a transition. It's a journey. It takes time. It doesn't happen right away. And that all you're going to do is just take one step at a time and chip away at it. Cause it can be very, very overwhelming where you don't even know what's going to happen to you or where you'll be in the evening. And it's in the morning. I've been there and you just have to chip away at it a little bit at a time. And once you do that, you'll look back like three months from now and you'll be like, wow, I've really made some progress. And then when you have that progress, you'll have some momentum and then your confidence and your sense of self and purpose will come back. And when that happens, it, there's like, it's a rebirth. Cause I believe that I was re- like, look, I'm not going to go like psycho meta on everyone, but like, I think that I, I like, I was reborn after my divorce and now I'm getting married in like four months and I've got the best relationships with my kids and I'm killing it in my business and I'm happy and you know, I'm in a really good place, but it took work. The only way out is through. You have to go through. That could have been my quote too. Yeah, and that's really cool because, and I thank you for sharing that because I know that was hard, but, you know, I think it will help a lot of people. And I think one of the key things is that you, you work through and chip away every single day because the whole thing you do need is to work on that self-esteem. And I believe my, my personal belief and the way I work with everybody is, man, once you have that self-esteem built, there is not anything you can't do. You can just conquer the world if that's what you want to do. So, you know, I love that you said that. So with that said, and again, thank you for sharing that, Justin. Sure. Let's just chat about what your favorite quote is. Favorite quote. More of the same equals more of the same. I love I it. Know. I know. I it. know. It's not that profound, but it really is. More of the same equals more of the same. Some of the best so, quotes are simple like this, though. Yes. So if you want more of the same, then do the same thing. If you want something different, then you have to do something different. And for, for a lot of you listening, I think it first starts with consciousness and awareness. You have to be aware if something's pulling at you and you just, you don't like it. First, you have to be aware that you really don't like it and you can't turn your cheek. That's that right there. That's massive work is really being aware of it. Oh my God, Justin, Justin, I'm just going to interrupt you for two seconds. Hold your thought, please. But awareness and mindfulness is everything whether you're looking at your life, whether you're looking at your finances, whether you're looking at your, your food habits, it's everything. And it is the hardest thing to work through. Yes. Yeah. It's, and for me that, that comes from meditation. Um, when, when I meditate and get into a simple quiet space, 
um, I start to be more aware of what I'm thinking. And, um, and then when you're aware of it, you can see, you know, where are you getting in your own way? What are the things that you need to do more of or less of? And then how can people support you to help you through a transition to get to where you want to go? And it is about, you know, taking action. But first you have to be aware of the problem and, and take ownership of it. Yeah, fabulous. I love that because doing the same thing over and over again isn't going to, to get you anywhere. So find out what you are doing. Like Justin says, become aware so that you can make the changes that you do need to. So before we, we head out, do you have any less words for the audience on being present with your life and being present with your finances, like really engaging with them? Yeah. Um, it's kind of along the lines of like as the simple thing of more of the same is more of the same. And I wish I could write this um, uh, down and, and show it to everyone. But um, there are, you know, we all want financial peace of mind. And part of that is just, you know, more money in the bank. Or we all want to not have to worry about money and just not deal with it. Um, but you do. You do have to deal with it. So for those of you that want more of it, and by the way, there's nothing wrong with wanting more money. You can give it away to charity if you want. Or you can, you know, start a foundation. Or you can use it to buy a house. Whatever it is. But there's nothing wrong with thinking about, you know, abundance, prosperity, thinking and all of that. So if you want more money, um, there are three ways that you can get it. And this gets back to spending and saving um, that we started at the beginning. The first way is, is you just number one is you make the same and you spend less. So just write that down. Make same, spend less. That's one way. You just spend less money and you'll have more money in your bank assuming you make the same, right? Point number two is you make more money and you spend the same. So that's the other extreme. You make more and you spend the same. So number one was make same, spend less. Number two is make more, spend same. And number three is make more, spend less. That's like the combo, right? So that those are the three ways. Like I can't, you know, outside of winning the lottery, those are the three ways that you can get more money in your bank. So coming off of this point about being aware and being mindful and understanding, we, we've been talking about this, Holly, but we've been dancing around this issue that you have the power to choose. You have the power to choose and to make a decision about where you want to take your financial life. So these are three little choices that you have. You have to make a conscious choice as to which one you're going to do. If you don't, more of the same equals more of the same. I love that. Thank you. That's fabulous. Thank you. And I am going to list for everybody underneath the, the podcast where they can connect with you. And, um, uh, Justin will be developing a course on teaching people uh, more about financial management and a prosperity mindset. And once we, we have the link, Justin will give it to me and I will put it on, you know, under the podcast. So Justin, this way people can, co- you know, connect back with you that way as well. But I will list all the different ways they connect, connect with you on LinkedIn, Facebook, et cetera. So thank you. I, yeah. And I really want to thank you so much for taking the time with us today. 
I really, really appreciate it. And um, I honor you for everything that you've been through. Really, really really love it. So if I can do it, everyone can do it. Well, yeah, that's what I kind of say too. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, definitely. uh, Right. It can be done. It can be done. So uh, thank you all for joining us today on the new rules for your life and your business. I'm going to be signing off in a minute and I want you to remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. But before we go, Justin is getting a return on his life with a prosperity mindset. And the question I have for all of those listening, are you ready to do this? Today's show has been sponsored by the Empress Cloth on Amazon. TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets. Thanks for listening to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business. 